According to Feeding America, the nation's largest domestic hunger relief organization, more than 370,000 people, or 17.8% of the Mid-South population, is food insecure. How did we get here, and how can we stop this? I'm Meg Corley, and along with my team, Miriam and Brian, we've been researching and will be discussing the detrimental effects that food insecurity poses onto society, in particular, the Memphis community. The rate of child food insecurity is 21.6%. More than 110,000 Mid-South children are food insecure. But what does all this mean? Food insecurity is a complex issue that takes many factors into account, such as accessibility, availability, utility, and security. These are the major aspects of defining food insecurity outlined by the United Nations. The all-encompassing definition we will use for food security is the lack of consistent access to food necessary for a person to live a healthy, active lifestyle. But food insecurity is more than just whether or not someone has food. It's about food stamp policy, accessibility and infrastructure, homelessness, and cycles of poverty. Food deserts are areas in which it's hard to access or obtain healthy foods such as fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. Food swamps are areas in which healthy foods are hard to obtain because of low grocery store availability, and there is a high density of unhealthy eating options such as convenience stores and fast food restaurants. Food insecurity is a condition that includes household members going hungry because they can't afford enough food, as well as having to skip meals, compromise on nutrition, or rely on emergency food sources such as food banks, food pantries, and soup kitchens. In addition, Feeding America reported that for the people that they help, 69% had to choose between food and utilities, 67% had to choose between food and transportation, and 66% had to choose between food and healthcare. So how did we get here? What did we do wrong? Food insecurity in the United States is directly linked with unemployment, high housing costs, low wages, and lack of access to food stamps and ridiculously high medical or health costs. In the 1930s, with the rise of the Great Depression, almost a quarter of the United States workforce was unemployed. Millions of Americans went hungry, and as a result, food insecurity surged. Since then, the cycle of economic recession leading to food insecurity has continued. As we've seen in the most recent recession of 2008, the rate of food insecurity rose dramatically, affecting approximately 14.5% of the population or 17.2 million American households. One of the main aspects of food insecurity that is often forgotten or ignored is its association with racism and discrimination. The effect of food insecurity typically affects minorities, especially those living in urban areas. In a report written to the UN, it was revealed that 25.1% of African Americans and 26.2% of Latinos were food insecure in 2011. This is particularly striking when compared to the 13% of Caucasians that were food insecure in the same year. There are many reasons for this disparity, but one is very clear. Racism. There have been many reports stating that food deserts are far more abundant in minority neighborhoods. However, this issue is also compounded by racism in the creation of food swamps. Starting in the 1970s, fast food chains such as McDonald's and Burger King began making an effort to specifically attract African American consumers. 
This targeted effort currently continues according to numerous reports, but they are more focused on the minority youth. The compounded problem of food deserts and food swamps is especially detrimental to American minorities because it limits their ability to eat healthily. This has very strong health consequences, as fast food is linked with high cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and obesity. There are 400,000 people in the Mid-South who are food insecure. According to the most recent census data, Memphis has a population of about 650,000 people, and the USDA defines a food desert as a population that lives more than a mile away from a supermarket. There are 39 USDA-defined food deserts in the city of Memphis and the immediate surrounding areas, with many of the food deserts centralized in South Memphis. Many efforts have been taken to provide access to healthy food in these areas. For example, there are 63 community gardens in the area and four urban farms, but only three of those gardens and one of those farms are in South Memphis. In the next section, we're going to be talking about specific efforts that have been made in Memphis to combat food insecurity. Our first organization that we're going to be profiling is the Midtown Mosque Food Pantry. The Midtown Mosque Food Pantry is a local, faith-based approach to reducing food insecurity in Memphis. The Midtown Mosque Food Pantry serves the Klondike neighborhood wherein it hand delivers non-perishable healthy foods to the sick, elderly, and young children on a monthly basis. The food pantry has grown exponentially in the previous months and has purchased a building that it hopes to transform into a food bank accessible to all members of the neighborhood. Since the initiation of the food pantry and establishment of the Midtown Mosque, the Klondike neighborhood has seen a great decrease in crime. So you mentioned that as the food pantry has become more successful, crime in this neighborhood has decreased. Yeah. What other positive results have you seen from the food pantry? You see, like, a lot of, like, trust in each other, like, trust in the neighborhood and things like that. We said, like, when you first came, like, people didn't like, know each other. Like, they didn't know us at all. But now, like, we've, like, been doing it for almost, like, three years. People are used to seeing us. When Even, like, I walk around here sometimes, like, they'll, like, say, like, salam to me and, like, stuff like that. And so, like, you've seen a lot of, like, trust grow. And I think people are, like, more comfortable just being, coming out and being around. Not just because, like, the food pantry, but because we've also had other events where we've had block parties and, like, pie giveaways and things like that. People are just more comfortable, like, coming out here being out in the neighborhood also with the playground like there's a lot of kids in the neighborhood so now they can come and like play on the playground and not like parents don't have to worry about like oh my kid's like playing in the street and they're gonna get hit by a car so I think it's like not just the food pantry but like it's a combination of things and like but by feeding people you kind of fulfill like that base issue. I personally think that the food pantry has been like the most significant way that this community Muslim community is able to create a bridge with the non I guess the, the community that's living here because this is this is an organization that's allowed us to spend time with individuals, go into their homes, provide them food. And it's like once you provide them food, once you go into their home, once they gain your trust, then they're willing to come out to block parties or they're willing to come down to the masjid. And of course, as a result of it, we've also seen more and more individuals accept Islam and like stuff like that. So this has been like this food pantry effort has probably been the most significant way that we've been able to gain the trust of this community. And even me, like, I don't live here. Like, Sabria lives here. Even though I don't live here, and because of the fact that I do the food pantry, people really trust me. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I, there's a lot of things that are, like, Sabria also, she comes from the African-American community, so there's a lot more ways that she can relate to them. But me, coming from a very different, like, socioeconomic background, coming from a very different racial background, from a religious background, all of those things go out the window once you're able to break bread with an individual. Next organization that we'll be profiling is the Metropolitan Interfaith Organization, more commonly known as MIFA. 
MIFA's mission is to support the independence of vulnerable seniors and families in crisis through high-impact programs. They have many programs for seniors and for families. For seniors, they host their own Meals on Wheels. They have Senior Companions, where they place seniors together in order to combat loneliness, and their program called Long-Term Obudsman. The Long-Term Obudsman is about maintaining and regulating care in long-term care facilities for seniors and making sure they're treated well and have the food that they need. For families, they host emergency services to prevent family homelessness, rapid rehousing, emergency shelter replacement, and food pantry assistance. Organization. The Mid-South Food Bank's mission is to change lives by eliminating hunger in the Mid-South and their partner program with Feeding America. They also focus on families, children, and seniors. They focus on families through the distribution of food to food pantries all over the Mid-South, and children and seniors are given grocery boxes either in schools or community centers or retirement facilities. My name is Andrew Bell. I'm the communications manager at the Mid-South Food Bank. So where would you say that you and sort of the pantries that you work with are serving the most? What sort of areas of Memphis? Well, that's a good question. The answer is every area. Okay. Because food insecurity, we have found, whether you see it or not, is in every zip code. Yeah. We have, we serve pantries in downtown Memphis, East Memphis, South Memphis, Collierville, it's it's all over. Um, people are, uh, especially in this economy, even though it's improved, people are not far away from facing food insecurity. And and a lot of times we see people lose, you know, they, they become unemployed and they've got children or they have a health crisis and all of a sudden they can't work and they're under the gun and um, they have to make tough choices between paying medical bills or getting enough food to eat for them themselves. Uh, every pantry is unique. The clients that go to visit and get help at each pantry are unique. But the thread is that they're, uh, the all, almost all of them, you can find senior citizens and then a mixture of other kinds of people in unique circumstances. Memphis Tilth takes a different approach to combating food insecurity in Memphis. They work to cultivate collective action for economic sustainability, socially equitable, and environmentally sound local food systems. They have three main programs, a food hub and community kitchen that works to educate individuals on healthy and responsible cooking practices, the Grow Local program, which allows individuals to receive seasonal produce each quarter, and they also have three community gardens throughout the city. In addition, they have other small programs, like a free seed bank in their office. But those aren't the only organizations in Memphis working to combat food insecurity. Organizations like the Mid-South Peace and Justice Center, Knowledge Quest, the 275 Project, and the Landmark Training and Development Company are all working diligently in order to minimize food insecurity throughout Memphis. But what can we do? We wholeheartedly believe in the efforts being put forth by organizations such as Memphis Tilth, MIFA, and the Mid-South Food Bank. We agree that the best way to combat the effects of food insecurity here in Memphis is to hit it from multiple different angles. First, there should be a focus on alleviating the direct impacts of food insecurity by providing food insecure individuals and families with healthy options from food pantries. 
Second, there need to be community level efforts to educate individuals about how to cook healthily and also how to provide oneself with sustainable, healthy foods through community gardens. Third, there needs to be a focus on eliminating auxiliary and external pressures that make food insecurity so much worse. This includes offering individuals and families housing, emergency shelter, financial assistance for utilities, medical bills, and other expenses. Lastly, there has to be advancement in creating a fair and equitable society. Specifically, there needs to be a push to eliminate discriminatory practices used by businesses and corporations to sell their products. This is a multifaceted issue that requires a multifaceted solution. So we agree with everything that the highlighted Memphis organizations are doing and just hope that their efforts get a more large-scale support. We would like to extend a special thank you to Memphis Till, MIFA, and the Mid-South Food Pantry for allowing us to visit their space and learn more about the specific efforts that are being made in Memphis to combat food insecurity. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. (music) 